This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! Hello again, my beautiful streamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens. It's the podcast where horror gets gay. This is season 13, episode 15, and tonight it's going to get a little scary on this prairie when my co-pilot, Martin McKeown, and I take you way back to Halloween night, 1976. The night wholesome family television took an unprecedented detour into a fucked up city. The night we tune in for Little House in the Prairie and instead we're scarred for life by the monster of Walnut Grove. But before we do any of that, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh, and ever since 2010, I have been your humble guide to the weird, wonderful world of horror movies. But you are going to have to see them through my very, 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 very gay little eyes. Oh, but Patrick, what's gay about Little House in the Prairie? Oh, honey, everything. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Patrick, weren't we supposed to be talking about zombie strippers today? Yes, we were. But unfortunately, I have to postpone the episode. And believe me, nobody is more heartbroken than I about this because I didn't plan it this way. But the fact that I almost released an episode about zombie strippers on Good Friday made the little evil Catholic boy inside of me very, very happy. But is it really blasphemous? Because you know, people have argued that Jesus is one of the world's most famous zombies. And his most memorable time was hanging out in front of an audience for three hours in a loincloth. So he's very close to a stripper, too. I'm on the express road to hell right now. But anyway, that's not happening now. There's no zombie strippers for Easter this year. Everybody just relax. I had a dental emergency this week. I cracked a tooth and needed a filling replaced. And I lost a whole day of editing. and. Sure, I could have picked up the slack and rushed things through and slapped something together, but Zombie Strippers is a Patreon takeover episode. This was the choice of Thomas Harris. Hi, Thomas. And I got to do my patron subscribers right. So my apologies, Thomas. It will be coming out on the 21st, Friday the 21st. I think that's right. And it will be worth the wait because the episode is already recorded. And my guests are John Hernandez, a.k.a. The hunky, hairy, homo, horror host, Stan the Mechanic, plus Derek Hagen, who played Ned Wood in I Had a Bloody Good Time at House Harker. So patience, my pets, you shall be rewarded soon. Anyway, speaking of Patreon, what you're about to hear is an episode, a previously released episode of It Came From the 70s, which is one of the Patreon-exclusive podcasts that I do for my Super Screamer subscribers. And this particular one is where we talk about made-for-TV monstrosities from the era when saccharin was considered a vegetable, the 1970s. So like I said, the Monster of Walnut Grove was the Halloween episode of Little House on the Prairie. And if you're trying to remember what happened, you know, if you blocked out that particular trauma, this was the episode where Laura Ingalls Wilder met Dario Argento because on Halloween night, Laura thinks she witnessed Mr. Olsen decapitate his wife. And now she thinks there's a murderer running loose in Walnut Grove. And wackiness ensues. So if you'd like to play along at home or if you had your childhood traumatized by this particular hour of television, then I invite you to take a pause now and revisit 
the monster of Walnut Grove by visiting bit.ly slash SQ Walnut, all lowercase. There's also a link down there in the show notes. There's a video on the internet archives. And just to let you know, whoever posted this video slowed everything down just a notch. So the pace is a little off and everybody seems a little slow. Yes, the show was wholesome and boring, but it wasn't this wholesome and boring. Anyway, my tooth is still killing me. So I'm just going to extend the invitation now. If it's your first time here, if you've enjoyed the show, hit subscribe, hit follow or subscribe and whatever your podcasting listening device may be. All my social media follow stuff is down there in the show notes. And if you like what you hear and you would like to support Scream Queens and become a patron subscriber, that information is down there too. www.patreon.com slash Scream Queens. Anyway, stop dilly-dallying. Grab your luggage. You're about to miss your flight. Have a great time in 1976. Send me a postcard and I'll see you next time for Zombie Strippers. Attention, please. This is the final boarding call for Polyester Airlines flight to the 1970s. Departing from Alberto Gate V05. Get ready for thrills, chills, and another episode of It Came from the 70s. Good evening, passengers. This is your captain, Patrick Wall speaking. And I'd like to welcome you aboard Polyester Airlines, flight 1101 to the year 1976. We know you have your choice of time-traveling airlines, but Polyester Air is the only airline that breaks the laws of physics just so that you can watch TV. The weather in 1976 is expected to be dusty and brown with a 95% chance of Farrah Fawcett. Vicky Sue Robinson is trying her darndest to turn that beat around. Rose Royce is working at the car wash. Working at the car wash, yeah. And Abba has just been crowned the Dancing Queen. Our final destination this evening is November 1st, 1976. Which means we might be in for a rather bumpy flight. Because in order to reach November 1976, we're going to have to fly awfully close to July 1976. July 4th, 1976 was the United States' 200th birthday, our bicentennial, if you will, so there is a slight chance that we might encounter some sky rockets in flight. Therefore, for your safety, please remain in your seats with your seatbelts fastened just in case the cabin begins to shake, 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 shake your booty. Before the cabin crew begins serving your Swanson's Chicken a la King dinner with your choice of burnt brownie or undercooked fruit cup, I would like to introduce you to my co-pilot this evening. He is an old school chum of mine. He is the president of the Eve Plum fan club. And not only is he a style maven, he is a style mavis. If I'm the captain, he's Tennille. So please say hello to your co-pilot, Martin McKeown, and enjoy the rest of your flight. Welcome aboard, Martin McKeown. Well, thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> I'm very happy to have you here. This is very exciting. Yes, yes. Very excited about this very special episode. Thank you for bringing that up because, Martin, I realized we booked this flight for November 1st, 1976. And we talk about made-for-TV movies from the 1970s here, but then I realized there was no made-for-TV movie airing that night oh. on TV. Oh, my God. So people in the back were really mad. 
they probably knew there was a, a special episode. That's why they wouldn't even dare go up against Walnut Grove and Little House on the Prairie. That was like a powerhouse. <laughs> Talked to corporate, and we were decided that we're going to expand our repertoire. That our new mission statement oh, is wow. to is to let you travel through time to watch made-for-TV monstrosities from the <laughs> 1970s, which opens things up for things like after-school specials. Oh yes. Holiday cartoons mm-hmm. and very special episodes. And tonight is a very special episode of Little House on the Prairie. Martin, what makes this episode of Little House on the Prairie so damn special? Well, it is the Halloween episode of Little House on the Prairie, and it is spooky, scary, and amazing. <laughs> and brown and dusty. <laughs> <laughs> As all is there. <laughs> Okay. Those of you listening to Scream Queens, you might remember Martin. Martin was actually Martin was here to talk about made for TV stuff from the 1980s the last two times. He was here to talk about the facts of life Halloween episodes. Yes. You've got your niche. <laughs> I'm more of a TV actor than a television. I kind of like <laughs> I play a TV watcher on TV next to my TV. Sometimes I sit on a TV while I watch a TV. Um Martin, for those of you who are coming to you with fresh. Why don't you introduce yourself to the nice people? Tell them all about Martin McKeown. Well, hi, nice people. I am an old school chum of Patrick's, high school and college. We've been, yeah, learning together since the, since the, like the uh, mid-80s, I guess you'd say. We were together for eight years of our Catholic school upbringing. Oh, uh, so crazy. And um, yeah, and now I am a avid fan of... Well, I always have been an avid fan of television. I mean, I watched way too much of it growing up, as a lot of people did. <laughs> Martin, we're Gen X. It was our babysitter. I know. It was, honestly. like, And my best friend. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> I, good night, television. You're the best television. <laughs> I, know. I would, like, break plans if something happened. Like, like, I can't go out tonight. Don't you know what's on TV? Like, I, I never go out on Thursday. Like, that would actually be a real thing I'd say to people. Like, <laughs> just terrible. I would, tell my, I would tell my TV my darkest, deepest, most, <laughs> my dreams and secrets. And in exchange, the TV would tell me things that I want to buy. <laughs> Make suggestions. <laughs> and give me radioactivity, as my mom would say. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Because back then, you could go blind for watching oh, TV. Exactly. That's what I love about the 70s and nostalgia. I just talked about this on one of a recent episodes of Scream Queens. Like, oh, the 70s must have been so cool, like disco and shit. Like, no, everything was brown and everything was poison. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Red M&Ms are poisonous. <laughs> yes. We're always nuclear bomb. We're just almost dying all the time. There's no gasoline. It was like, it was terrible. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> Yet we long for it. <laughs> we know no better. <laughs> we survived it. We're allowed yes, to. It's exactly. part of the trauma. Like you survive something like that, it becomes a fetish. And here we are. Here we are. Okay, Martin. So we're talking about Little House of the Prairie. For those, for those, those of the younger folks out there, what was Little House of the Prairie all about? Who, who was this house and why is it so interesting? And <laughs> why was it so little? So Miss Laura Ingalls Wilder, who was an authoress, <laughs> she wrote about her childhood, like growing up in the the, the plains and, you know, like the 1800s of America and the pioneer days. And it was just, it, it basically caught America's fascination in the seventies. Again, they made this whole series about her books. She had all these little books, like little house in the big woods and little house in the prairie and all these little houses everywhere. But, um, it, it was like a thing, like everybody watched it. Like the, no one did not watch this show. It was like back then we had the three channels. So it was like, it was like, yeah, exactly. Like, there weren't many choices, but that this show was like a ratings powerhouse. I mean, it was like, it was the show. I mean, I'd wait all week for it. You know, I mean, it was, it was, but it was always depressing as hell. <laughs> it was always like terrible. Like 
They're always like, but it was wholesome. It was wholesome family entertainment. Wholesome. And that oh, was God, the yes. important family. thing. Yeah. And I remember this, Martin, because you would understand because you also went to Catholic school. The, the Catholic church, uh, whatever church I went, the, the church that I went to sent a memo to the school, which sent the memo to the parents about TV shows that we couldn't watch. Couldn't? That they were wrong. You know, like things like soap, things oh, like, um, God. oh my God, Freeze Company. Um, Soap, Three's Company, Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, all that stuff. Welcome back, Cotter. Yep. <gasps> Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes. They didn't like that up, up your nose with the rubber hose thing. They didn't like that. Uh-oh. They didn't like that. Dirty. They're like, that's not where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it goes in your gas tank to siphon out gas. Don't you know what And it's, so it's on, 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 we, well, that wasn't where I was going with it, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. But the thing is, on this particular night, the only other things running were were Rhoda and Phyllis and <gasps> Maud. Oh. Those were all no-no shows. Yes. So this was it for that night. This is the only approved television watching for the good Catholic family. Yes, yes, yes. Because it's about suffering and not having anything nice. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. And being happy with it. And accepting it. And and, uh, yes, yes. We've got each other. Fuck off. <laughs> Just gonna run down the major cast just really quickly. Like, okay, famously starred Michael Landon. Yes, you know who made a career out of doing this wholesome stuff after this. You know, Highway to Heaven and mm-hmm. Touched by Was he all touched by an angel? I think he was already dead by then. Oh, he was touched by an angel. But <laughs> he was touched by angel. <laughs> He's in the arms of the angels, <laughs> far away from here. <laughs> you know, I, I think I'm crying puppies now and animals being sick and hungry. <laughs> I realized when I was when I, was, I started doing research, further research this time, I realized this was not the only Halloween episode of <gasps> the what of Little House on the Prairie. There was also this episode is called The Monster of Walnut Grove. There was also The Creeper of Walnut Grove and mm. The Werewolf of Walnut Grove. I have no memory of either of those. They're I'm late. Sure They're late. Them. They're late. They're late after they moved to the city and like, oh, like whatever. Albert like was there when Albert was there and he's Puking morphine and stuff. <laughs> and the blind skull burned down and Mary's baby burns up, all that stuff. Yeah. This <laughs> show was terrible. It was terrible. The good, the good times. <laughs> good times. I know. It's like, not only are we going to make you poor Mary blind, we're going to basically burn her baby. And oh my God. In, a, in an orphanage fire. Like, <laughs> like what? A blind orphanage fire. It's like, that your brother caused. That exactly. your brother I caused. Just playing with magic. Uh, and that better way when blind me had to take my baby to goddamn it. Okay, we're not talking about that. But the thing is, I thought it was fun when I saw that. I'm like, the werewolf of Walnut Grove obviously is Michael Landon because he famously was the teenage werewolf back in the 50s. Ah, this first big role. Yeah, Ma was Karen Grassall, and they're just like this horrible couple, you know, the prairie couple, the farmers. They don't live in, they don't live in town because town's filthy and for sluts. They have, <laughs> <laughs> they have their little house 350 miles from town, so it's a very long walk to school. <laughs> <laughs> and they have three daughters. Tell me about the daughters, Martin. So there was Mary, who was the oldest, and she was kind of like the, almost like the voice of reason on the show. <laughs> like she was like, this sucks. You all suck. I'm miserable. I love Mary. <laughs> me too. I didn't like her at the time. I thought she was mean. Now I get her. I'm like, I get her. This, exactly. this, is, not, this is not just a teenage girl who's over this. Like, this is actually an accurate representation of a 13-year-old girl. She's just like always in a mood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Always giving side eye, always like really, and yeah, you totally get it. She invented side eye. Side eye was invented on the prairie by by Mary Ingalls Wilder, whatever the fuck her name was. Yeah, that. and Mary was played. Mary was famously played by Melissa Sue Anderson, who went on to star in such horror legend greats as Happy Birthday to Me, the Canadian uh, Bizarro slasher oh, classic. So good, and she played a big scary witch fighting a Walton in 
Midnight Offerings, another made-for-TV movie. <laughs> so scary as well as a child that freaked me out. It was amazing because every time she turned into a witch, all of a sudden she had smoky eye. I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> Cleopatra, <laughs> Cleopatra <laughs> eyeliner. Which we see in this episode as well. <laughs> It's a trend. It was a trend on NBC. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's the only makeup trick they knew how to do. There's one lady there, like big old cigarette. Like, I'll do smoky eyes. It will be fabulous. <laughs> Very <laughs> scary. I worked on I worked on Liz Taylor back in the Cleopatra days. You know, like <laughs> that's my impression of a old makeup lady. <laughs> I guess you couldn't tell. It's every makeup lady ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She knows the dirt on everybody. Oh, <laughs> don't fuck with her. <laughs> you don't fuck with her. Okay. And, to, and how about the star of our show? Oh, that was Laura Ingalls, who's the middle girl, half pint as she's known by her pa. And mm-hmm. uh, so she was like our main character. She's this plucky little kind of like tomboy girl and, you know, played by um, Melissa Gilbert, I believe. Melissa Gilbert. Yes. yes. Queen, of the, queen of the TV movie. Oh, queen of, of the TV movie. Yeah. Yeah. She made lots of them. And then there's the third daughter, Carrie. Useless, useless, useless. useless. <laughs> scene filler is what they should call her. <laughs> Absolutely. And not even good scene filler. And the thing is, that, the thing is that she was so young that there were two of them. Like, they're, they're, they, they would cast twins and they both suck and they're both boring <laughs> and they never had anything to do. Martin and I well know this show ran for 350 years. It was, it was, <laughs> I think it's still running now somewhere. Exactly. So you got to see everybody grow up and get married. So I don't remember anything with Carrie. I don't think she ever got an episode no. about her. Oh, never, episode. never, no. never. Like, no, fuck that. No, <laughs> we don't want to get canceled. Like Mary, no, please. They finally gave Mary some stuff. You know, like she, she could handle it. Carrie's like, no, <laughs> you're just scene filler. <laughs> like the dog had more. The dog had more episodes than she did. I think honestly, like Jack getting lost, Jack getting burned, Jack getting shot. I mean, we've had a lot. Jack more dying, yeah. Jack, Jack dying. Jack getting replaced by Bandit, yeah. How all that stuff. <laughs> there was, see, we know more about the dogs than we know about Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch fell down the hill in the opening credits. That's her claim to fame. Yeah, <laughs> and like the later the later seasons when they're all like in their forties, she's still falling down. Still, <laughs> still wearing like a little baby doll dress thing, like with an apron and a little cap, a bonnet. It's like she's thirty. She's it's nineteen twenty. It's nineteen twenty, Mary. Come on. <laughs> Get with it. We're at war. All right. <laughs> And you're the reason why. Okay, so the okay, that's great. Yes. That's the outline of Little House in the Prairie. What's going on in this episode? What is the main like? If you had to encapsulate the story into thirty seconds, what would you say? Halloween. Laura thinks that she saw Mr. Olson cut off Mrs. Olson's head. That's where all of our drama comes from, and all that ensues. Yes, that that's the thrust. That yes, we now think there is a murder in Walnut Grove. And he's the nicest man in town, basically, normally. Like, you know, he's put upon husband of Mrs. Olsen, who is basically the only reason to watch the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Olsen, the Olsen family are gay heaven. That's yes. like really the only reason yeah. to watch this family. We have, we have the poor hand-pecked husband. We have this overbearing shrew of a wife. They run the mercantile, so they've got money, so they're rich. And he's normal. She loves lauding it over everybody. And they're raising two monster children. Oh, God, seriously. <laughs> the worst children ever. The worst. <laughs> and believe me when I say that this is a compliment. They are monster <laughs> children. Both of these kids are great. They, they, they like, particularly Nellie Olsen. Nellie Olsen, gay icon. Oh, my God. Yes. 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 <laughs> Allison Arngrid, uh, Arngrid. Man, she embodied, like, she, she has an autobiography out in a one-woman show that she does... Th- 
It's called I Was a Teenage Prairie Bitch, and that's exactly who she <laughs> yes. was. And this character never had any remorse about it. No. Never had any, never had any no. moment of awakening. She was rich. She was smart. She was pretty. And she lauded over everybody. And she was conniving. And she did not care. And she never apologized. I loved her. Yes, yes. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> she had like real porcelain dolls and a dollhouse in her house, and, like velvet furniture. Like she was, yeah. Like, oh, look at Nelly. And yeah. Poor Laura, <laughs> like a corn husk dolls and like loft apartment. <laughs> For my Cornelia corn cob dolls. No, no quilters. No quilters. We're not going oh, to God, quilters. No, that's, please, no. that's an end joke. We're not going there. <laughs> I believe this would be a shadow block episode, but <laughs> 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 yes, that's it. So there's a monster in Walnut Grove, and and this is what's going on. Okay, we open. <laughs> oh God. <gasps> Titular little house on the titular prairie of Southern California on the embassy backlot. That's <laughs> pretending to be Minnesota, but it's not. I realize this is supposed to be Minnesota. Minnesota. It's always sunny. It's always brown. It's always dusty, just like Minnesota. No, I know. Like, <laughs> there's a drought all the time in Minnesota. Like, the not. only time it snows there is on the Christmas episode, and it's a light dusting. No, no, no. I've been to Minnesota. Yeah. No, <laughs> this is not. No, awesome. no, 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 no. No, it's fucking cold in Minnesota. <laughs> You're the stupid assholes are like, you know what? This is fine. We're going to stop here. Yeah. <laughs> California sounds great. This is fine. This is I like fine. it. Okay. <laughs> Top of the episode. We have the episode. And it's clearly the Halloween episode because we open on a jack-o'-lantern that's being lit by a flamethrower. Oh, my God. Seriously. I was like, what is going on here? Like, your house is made of, like, old dry wood. And you have this big old pumpkin, like, a flame in your house. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're asking to be homeless. Like, it's like, <laughs> don't do that. It's like... <laughs> I think, secret, I'm like, I think secretly pie secretly pie angles was trying to get rid of that whole family. Exactly. No, the house burned down. <laughs> I'm gonna start fresh. <laughs> I'm going back east. <laughs> I'm taking my wig and I'm going home. <laughs> One of the biggest toupees in, in 70s TV Seriously. history. It was big and it was thick. It was serious. It was layered. <laughs> layered. Okay, so what's happened? What's happening at the Ingalls house? All right. So Laura is reading Carrie a bedtime story, which is of course. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, The Headless Horseman, which, of course, is great children's reading. Ichabod ate heartily. Then he went out on the porch with the men and exchanged Sleepy Hollow ghost stories. I want to go with you and Mary. You're too little. This is the night that the ghosts and goblins are out. I can run fast. Not as fast as ghosts. This is the night to scare children, especially if they're Carrie, because she's exactly. awful. She deserves awful. it. Deserves it. I, I was kind of surprised that... um they were letting her read that. I, I thought they didn't know what she was reading at first. And then Ma's like, oh, this story is like, oh, it, it's almost done. So he was, Pa was very well aware of what she was reading a four-year-old. <laughs> Which I don't think was appropriate, but, you know, I, I'm not a parent, so <laughs> maybe it is. <laughs> it's the one book we have. Exactly. That's like what it was. It's cute. It sets the tone. Yeah. But, Carrie has a couple of lines in the opening asking questions about the story, and I don't understand a single fucking word of them. How did this kid get cast? I want to go with you and Mary. Normally in this situation, when I see someone in, in anything that are really terrible, I'm like, who are you fucking? Uh, who are you fucking that you got this job? But this, who's your mom fucking? <laughs> whose grandkid are you? What? Are you missing a chromosome? What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, she was absolutely horrendous. And that's when I started watching. I'm like, is it always this slow and boring? Like, the pacing was just, like, terrible. Like, I mean, seriously, like, she'd be like, nah, nah, nah. mom's like, Carrie, those are your toes. Like, 
beat, beat. No, 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 no. I'm like, I can't. I'm like, this is putting me to sleep. But the whole episode is this bad. I'm, I'm going to be miserable. I was really getting nervous. The first five minutes feel like 25. <laughs> yes, it does. I'm like, isn't a three-hour episode? Like, what is going on here? Is it- <laughs> It's a two-parter, Martin. No, yeah, exactly. Just carrying her feet, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, this whole, th- this whole feels like padding, like the running time was too short. Oh, yeah. We set the tone, but it doesn't. But then there's, a, there's an additional scene with Carrie that I think with another child actor might be adorable, but it's not. Because, <laughs> of course, the, 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 the story of this Sleepy Hollow had the desired effect. Carrie is scared oh, yeah. to go to bed. Yeah. What's wrong, Carrie? I saw something. What was it? I don't know. It moved. Where? Down there under my cover. Here? Yes, ma'am. Carrie. Those are your feet. I'm afraid of feet. I'm afraid of feet. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) You know who else was afraid of feet, Marty? Wendy. (laughs) Wendy. I'm afraid of feet. (laughs) Who wasn't invited to be on this flight? Oh. (laughs) Wendy. (laughs) Wendy is a rather friend who guest hosts out of the Facts of Life episode. But hey, this, this, this cockpit only seats two. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Wendy. If I have to I have to choose between the two, you're always gonna lose. <laughs> but we love you. We do, we do. Just put oh. your feet on her face. She'll go yeah. away. Oh, she goes nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, most people would not the point <laughs> right now. We're not going down the road. Okay. So meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, this whole bullshit shit is happening. Blah blah blah. But now it's really gonna get into fun. Like where the 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 Ingalls kids are up for some Halloween deviousness. What? crazy hijinks are they going to get into on this dark Halloween night? They are going to soak the mercantile windows. And Mary's already being like the whole episode, like, bitchy, like, Laura, we're going to be late. Like, why are you reading her story? And we're going to miss all the fun. And when they get that, she's like, all the windows are soaked already. And it's like, come on. Like, I mean, like, have some fun. She just, I, I love her, but she was a little bit extra salty in the beginning of this episode. Look, <laughs> look, look, this is the one fun thing they get to do. <laughs> all year. <laughs> to do this is the one time the Ingalls girls are allowed to be bad yes. and here's the thing they're not even being bad because they were actually invited I did to do it yes I never thought I'd see you encourage soaping windows well, it's not my idea it's Olsen's so the kids have fun doing it then he doesn't have to supply the soap the next day when he washes the windows <laughs> yes the Olsen's want you to come and soap their windows what fun is this this yeah it's a whole it's a whole devious plot by Mr. Olsen and also you knew it was gonna be a weird episode because Laura had her hair down it wasn't in it's Typical, like, little braid she always wore. So you knew it was in something different because, like, her hair was all, like, flowy and free. I'm like, what is going on here? That always meant, like, a weird episode. Like, well, she was going out. out she was going out in the town. <laughs> <laughs> the Mercantile is pretty much the Walnut Grove club. And even the girls dressed slutty back then. It was a thing. It was like... What I think is funny, they're, invi- they're invited to go play this Halloween prank and they're the only ones there. <laughs> Everybody, well, they're so late. They miss all the other kids. They were like, you know. No, the other kids were like, fuck that. We're going to do what? It's a, soap the windows. No thanks. The rest of us are going to go get candy or corn or lard or whatever the hell we do. <laughs> lard. Lard or treat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess trick or lard. <laughs> the, the correct saying. Yeah, okay. So they, they go to soap windows. And what happens, Martin? So Laura goes around the back to soap like their actual windows. 
and she sees like Mr. and Mrs. Olsen having a bit of an argument. I guess he bought some sword and she's saying, oh, you waste all this money on the sword. I want to visit my mother and you couldn't give me the money. On a sword and, and a sword and her. So we're assuming she has a girlfriend. You wasted money on her and the stupid sword. So we're like, oh my gosh, it's like, you know, Nels have a woman on the side. I asked for one little trip and you say we can't afford it. And then you waste money with both hands. Spending our hard-earned money on her. You leave her out of it. She's none of your business. She is when you spend our money on her. I buy what we need. Oh, oh, oh yeah, like those silly tin swords that you just couldn't do without. These swords are made of the finest Toledo steel. <laughs> and they come from my family coat of arms. They're tin swords and a coat of arms as bogus as the peddler who sold them to you. Tin, huh? Yeah. All right, I'll show you. And so he's like, this sword is a good sword. So he gets a piece of tin, and so he takes the sword, and he cuts off the woman sitting at the table's head, who we're assuming is Mrs. Olsen, because it's dressed in one of her dresses and has, like, a her hairdo. So he was thinking it's Mrs. Olsen. Nels, you put that thing down. Tin, is it? I'll show you whether it's tin. Yeah! <laughs> Laura sees this and she like loses it and like runs off the porch but knocks over like a potted plant. Mr. Olsen hears that and comes out, which is quite creepy. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna call time here. Okay, we need to talk about the Olsons. Ah. I just want to talk about Mr. Olsen. Nels, Nels Olsen. I had heard rumors for years that Richard Bull, the actor who played him, was gay. I cannot find any confirmation of that. As a matter of fact, everything I see says very much otherwise. Oh. However, yes. This Richard, Bull, <laughs> Richard Bull may not be gay. Nels Olsen is a flaming queen. 100%. <laughs> and this episode is, is all the more proof that you ever need in your life. A, he spent like all this money on a dress dummy. You, there's never a dress dummy in the window at Olsen's Mercantile. Where is this dummy for the rest of like the series? <laughs> and B, just his demeanor. Oh, the head got cut off. I'm going to have to bring it down the cellar with my other fun things that you're not allowed to see. It's, <laughs> exactly. it's dangerous down there for women. Don't come down to the yes, snake. It's, it's a man. The original man cave was. <laughs> yes. <the cellar. laughs> this whole episode is all these little hints like the apron he's wearing. Like, well, I mean, cooking. this whole episode is how Mr. Olsen got his groove back because <laughs> he is always, always under the shadow of his overbearing wife. Yes. He loved to. And I can't have her name in front of me. I'll fix and post. Mrs. Olsen was played by the late, great Catherine McGregor. Mrs. Harriet is a delight. I mean, she's an absolute monster, but she's fun to watch. Yes, yes. Another one who just delights in her own awfulness. Yes. She made the show interesting. Yeah. And it's funny about it. There's, there's definitely comedy. She's not just evil. She's just a fun cartoon monster. And he's your fun cartoon. He just he just wants to run his store and run a normal family and discipline his kids. Like, a, no, no, she's got to spoil these little monsters run. So basically what's happened, yes, they've had a fight because he spent all this money on a dress dummy and the stupid sword. And she's like, well, I wanted to go see my mother. And he's like, fucking, he cuts the head off the dummy. Like, Now, the thing is about this episode that you would think in a normal TV show, the rest of the show would be a mystery about what happened, even though it's obvious. It would still, they make sure that since this is a family audience show that there is no possible chance of an audience member, like a little kid getting scared. And thinking it really happened. I think it really happened because they immediately walk it back. You waste money that I could have used to visit my mother on a dressmaker's dummy, and then you destroy her. The dummy doesn't talk so much. What? 
All right. There's a scene on the porch first. I'm sorry. I jumped ahead a bit. Oh, yeah. Where he gets super creepy with Laura. I expect you saw what, what just happened. I kind of. Well, I didn't mean to do it. But people do lose their tempers. I had to show her. I just had to. And you can understand that, can't you? Yes, sir. Ah, I knew you would. <laughs> I must say, it certainly took her by surprise. She won't be saying anything about this sword from now on. The lighting on him is super creepy, too, because like it's, he's backlit, so his face is black. This whole scene. Even like, the way he's talking to her felt very, very like pedophile grooming. Like, oh, Laura, like this is our secret. You won't tell anybody. I, was like, I, I, I know it like, all like the hair set up my body. I'm like, oh, God, like this is like this is not cool. This is like this is Mr. Olson, Mr. Uh, Olson being like a little too creepery. We're good friends, aren't we? Sure. You can understand why I'd like to keep this uh, a secret. Yours and mine. Uh-huh. Not a word to anyone. You promise? Cross my heart, hope to... Fine. We can consider the whole matter dead and buried. Good night, Laura. You know, I get it, like, you know, they wanted it to seem creepy. But reading it, looking at it now, I'm like, oh, I didn't get it back then. But now I'm kind of like, this is not cool. <laughs> no, it's not cool. It's not cool. But it was that. And not that it was them. But we would know no better back then. Exactly. We didn't know we no like, better. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we were free-range children. Whatever. We're on our, we were fine with strangers. <laughs> yes, exactly. That <laughs> oh, was great, yeah. We were all scrappy little bastards. You have candy? I'll be in. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, and the kidnappers will regret taking you. I mean, oh, fuck, like, oh not this one. <laughs> Shut up. He's still talking. <laughs> Well, so it was fun of this shot. Like they did some fun things with the camera angles. Like he comes out with the sword, just talk to her. And yeah. He's having a, what's basically a normal conversation, but I said the way he's shot, the way he's lit, and also the way the camera's angled, it looks like the sword is at Laura's neck the whole time. It's not. It's just the angle of the camera, but it's a great little subliminal thing that, that she's in danger. Yes. The other way they, they completely deflate any sort of tension in this is that Laura and all the children who get involved in this little plot to figure out w- what happened to Mrs. Olsen, they all keep talking about how scared they are, but they're never actually scared. Yeah. Even that moment, if I had saw like my neighbor cut off his wife's head, I would have kept running. Even open the door, I wouldn't stop. Like, oh, hi, Mr. Olsen. Yes, our secret. I'm like, you fucking crazy man. They would have heard me three counties I over. I know. I would have been like, Miss Beetle, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Hands Mill, whatever your name is, like, count me. Miss, Miss Beetle? <laughs> <laughs> there had to have been a Miss Beetle in there somewhere. Isn't she the school teacher? What's her name? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's Miss Beetle. Like, <laughs> it's wrong. It sounds right. It sounds right. <laughs> Manly, Almanza, where are you, Almanza? Manly. <laughs> Manly. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Almanza's like, I'm not getting involved in any of this shit. Fuck this. No. Yeah, no. Okay. Sorry. So now everything's revealed. It's revealed that they were having, you know, we see, we see Nels and Harriet post argument where she's like, I can't believe he spent all his money on the doll. And now uh, this, this dressmaker's doll. And now you, you ruined it. And I just wanted to go to my mother's. And she's like, okay, fine. You're going to go to your mother's then. I changed my mind. I decided to send you home to see your mother. Oh, well, uh, thank you, Nils. I, I'll go pack. Which gets rid of her for the next of the, for the rest of the episode, which keeps the mystery going. When that the next day they're yeah. going, to, when everyone's saying, "Well, I'll go all fine. We'll just go see Mrs. Olson. She'll we'll see everything's fine." But Mrs. Olson's gone, nowhere to be dun, dun, seen. Dun. You put her on like a cheap buggy ride. <laughs> he 
paid some dude from extra early and take her a dollar <laughs> paid her a dollar yeah because he, he he's like okay no he couldn't get her out of the fucking house fast, fast enough. enough exactly it's like no put her on, i'm putting her on a coach and put her on a coach now but it's not gonna be a, a coach the stage coach i'm gonna find some farmhand who's gonna take you to town for a dollar <laughs> Which is like a thousand dollars back then. <laughs> One million dollars. <laughs> After this whole incident, okay, backtracking a bit, like we've just had the incident where the where the kid where Laura saw this, and she goes running off to go home, and we have this fun scene with Mary and Laura walking home through the woods, running home through the woods. <laughs> well, Laura is Mary's just like Jesus Christ. What now? He cut off Mrs. Olson's head. Laura Ingalls, you should wash your mouth out with soap for telling a story like that. But I saw him. Mr. Olson is a nice man. He wouldn't hurt a fly. I know. She's like, slow down. Like, stop running. Like, and she wouldn't tell well, her. It's, it's pitch black. It's pitch black. Okay. Something about this episode. I and don't 10,000 know- miles. <laughs> Yeah, 10,000 miles from town. Yeah, and, and uphill both ways in the snow, buck naked. Yeah, all that thing. Uh, oh, God. But, you know, yeah. they're in the woods. They're in the woods. And something yeah. I noticed, I don't know if it was like this every episode or they just did this. They went out of their way to make this extra spooky for the Halloween episode. The darkness in this episode is black. Yes, yes. Black, black, black. Even the interiors of the house by candlelight, everything, like you can see what you can see and everything else is jet inky black. Yes, it, it, I think this is the most night shots we've got had in a single episode. Normally, it's like once in a while, being like nighttime when the barn burns down. But normally, it's a daytime shot. So like, <laughs> because then there's light. <laughs> exactly, there's fire. So, yeah. But it, it wasn't very dark. And also, I never heard so many wolves. Like, every two minutes, it's like, oh. Like an hour, like, hoo, hoo, hoo. I always make us scared, but it was like, I'm thinking these poor girls are walking home in the dark and there's like wolf packs roaming like like the woods of California. Yeah. Well, the town imports them for Halloween because it's yeah, fun. It's, I don't exactly. know. <laughs> we had to pay that wolf a hay penny to howl for three days. <laughs> Which is a million dollars back then. <laughs> 17 million dollars. Like 17 million. <laughs> By 2020 standards. Yeah. So she, yeah, of course, and the, most of the most of the episode is is people not listening to Laura. Yeah, and normally I'm all against this. Listen to women, but this is I'm just like shut up, yeah. Laura. Shut <laughs> up. You know, you're not making a good argument. No, like, no she never. She's because she's not selling it. She's not screaming. She's not crying. She's so like Mister Olsen, cut her head off. And Mary's like, oh, stop it! Like he's the nicest man in town. You're you're crazy. Yeah. They get home. The same thing happens. She tells Pa. He's like, oh, stop. Ma's like, no fibbing. And she's like, no, it's true. And and no one is believing this poor child that. Mr. Olsen is a murderer. And she doesn't seem that upset, though, either. I mean, she's not really selling it. No, exactly. But that, that, because it would upset, it would upset people. It's not that kind of show. We have to say that kind of thing for the Burt Baby episodes. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. What I loved about this scene is that, okay, if you're not familiar with Little House, it really is a little house. <laughs> it's a studio, basically. <laughs> It is. A it's lot. a one room house. It's a one room house with 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 things sectioned off. So the girls sleep in this loft. So it's basically the same room. Uh, Laura has this whole scene with her parents. I saw somebody cut somebody's head off. Laura. I want to have fun. You come home with some tall tales, but this one's too much even for Halloween. But I did see it. You've been reading too many ghost stories. Pa, you have to listen. You can expect Carrie to believe a story like that, but you can't expect us to. I'm on quaaludes. I've had so much Valium. 
I can't barely even stand up right now. I'm going to keep writing this letter that I've been writing for five hours because they don't give me anything to do on this show. This is my job is to just sit here and be like nice about shit. Listen to your bullshit and just be super nice because I'm ma. <laughs> so they shut Laura down. But when Laura goes up to the loft, Mary's like, so what did they say? Well, did you tell them? Yeah, I told them. What'd they say? They don't believe me either. They wouldn't even listen. Well, what do you expect? Silliest story I've ever heard. Like, you heard everything, bitch. Exactly. You heard every word they said, and you know what they said. So you, you want to have her just say it out loud. <laughs> like, I, I want to hear how badly you failed. <laughs> exactly. Like, a, a mouse farts in this house, and you'll hear it. Mary's just like, shut up, go to bed, blow out your pumpkin, Laura, which is oh, actually the original, which is the original, the original ending to the Glassman Hatchery. <laughs> Three oh. people out there got that joke, but thank you for going there with me. <laughs> and here we get one of our first nightmare scenes, first one of Laura's nightmares. And the nightmares were great because even as corny as this episode was, this episode was scarring for a lot of us 70s children. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Or at least memorable because you didn't see shit like this on this show. Yeah. Martin, tell yeah. me about Laura's first nightmare. First nightmare is her re-seeing the beheading and then everybody kind of screaming like, her like and being imploding heads. It's, it's it's like I was like ah like Mrs. Olsen screams, she screams, like Laura screams, like it's just It has like, that fake red blood around the edges, very kind of like comic booky and Laura dreams in crimson like a whore. <laughs> It's very Argento. It's his red color wash with creepy shit around the frame and the, the 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 shot. And yeah, you see you see the decapitation app again, but this time all these like cheesy process shot severed heads come flying out screaming. Yeah, but but severed screaming heads on the show was not a thing. That, no, that, yes, yes. Deep red backgrounds. No, this whole look all of a sudden was very different. So I, I, as soon as that popped up, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. This was this was fucked up. Yeah. So, like, the kids, Mary and Laura, go to school. She's still trying to sell Mary, and Mary's just like, shut the fuck up. Shut I've heard about this for, like, 12 hours now. Yeah. <laughs> if I get a bad grade on that spelling test today, it'll be all your fault. Why? Because you kept me awake all night is why. Rolling around in the bed and moaning and flopping the covers all over. Well, I couldn't help it. I was having a nightmare. Besides, you would, too, if you'd seen what I did. Oh, Laura, don't start that dumb story again. It's not a story. I saw it. When we get into town, why don't you just go to the Olsons and see for yourself? See what? See Mrs. Olson. I don't want to see her. Why not? Because she hasn't got any head. I don't care. I don't care. Care. You know what? I'm so fucking sick of you. Someday I'm gonna get I'm gonna grow up. I'm gonna get rich. I'm gonna blow this town. I'm never gonna look back. <laughs> well, she never does look back, let's be real. As long as I don't go blind first. <laughs> she can't look back. <laughs> Fate was like, no, you're not going anywhere, yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Laura's like, fine. Well, if you're not gonna listen to me, I'm gonna go off by myself. And Mary's like, where are you going? She's like, what do you care? Mary's like, fine. Go off by yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Get eaten by wolves. There's more food for the rest of us then. <laughs> But if her day wasn't bad enough, Laura then runs into her friend Carl. Oh my God, what is sight like zero of a character? And who the fuck is Carl? I I, I watched this so religiously, and when we I rewatched this, I'm like, who is Carl? I don't remember Carl at all ever in any other episodes. And she's like, you're my best friend, and I'm like, 
well, the fact you just say you're my best friend, we should know that already. Like, if, if he's on every episode, like, we know you're best friends. So I, I kind of feel like would, would he just kind of introduced that season and then no, didn't make the cut. I, I think that might have been the, I don't know. I think maybe he, I think maybe he was like those first season Facts of Life girls. Yes. Oh, to go, my, to go. my family friend, uh, Suzanne Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take the pressure. What was her boyfriend's name? Roger. Roger. <laughs> Roger. Yeah. Sorry, we're not, talking, we're not going back not to back to life. We're telling, we're telling yes. a story. We're telling a story. Yes. No, I don't remember Carl at all. And this character, the character's boring. His look is boring. He looks like he oh. looks like Elton John without the glasses, and that's not a good look. <laughs> not Elton John. Not Elton John. John Denver. <laughs> John Denver, Denver without the glasses. Oh, I remember that, no, there was that there was that Christmas special with the Muppets where Miss Picky made him take his glasses off and then she's like, put them back on. It was <laughs> horrifying. It was like, oh God, no. Yeah. <laughs> we hear that Laura say, you have to believe me. You're supposed to be my best friend. I thought we were best friends. We are. Okay, Carl, if your best friend in this town, in this prairie town, is a girl, I think you're the town gay. <laughs> you're the town baby gay. <laughs> That should make you interesting, <laughs> but, it, but doesn't. it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, even stupid stories like, "Listen, Laura, sometimes people see things that aren't really there." One time, I was in the barn and I thought I saw this big giant jumping at me, Ugh. but then when I dad came out and I saw that it was just a shadow. Boring, boring. Know, boring that was boring. like seven minutes of screen time. It's a boring yeah. story. I hate you, <laughs> Laura. People imagine things. One night in the barn. I saw a giant jumping at me. Scared me out of my skin. Till my pa showed me it was just a shadow. You could have made a mistake. I did. We'll go to Olsen's Mercantile and I'll prove it. And also the name Carl. What kind of name is that for a prairie kid? It should be like Jebediah or Isaiah. They all have these like biblical it's German, names. It's like... German. It's German. It's Minnesota. It works. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Is he Mr. Uh, what's it? Olsen's? No. Uh, what was the mill? Hands. Hanson's Mill. Maybe he was a Hanson kid. Was that that? Carl Olson's kid? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Yes. He disappeared. Nobody knows what happened to him. Yeah, anyway, moving on. New kid. <laughs> new kid. New prettier kids back. Yeah. yeah, she has new friends now. We'll never talk of him again. But no, we have to talk about it for this episode. So we get the shitty giant story, but then they're like, well, fine. Okay, well, why don't we just go over to the mercantile and go see Mrs. Olson? And then we'll put all this to rest. I loved all this. <laughs> because it introduced the special pencils. <laughs> What can I do for you? Like a pencil, please. Well, all right. Here we are. Two for a penny. Oh, no, sir. I'd like the special kind. The one that Mrs. Olson gives me. Oh. Mrs. Olson. Well, I don't know. Uh, these are the only ones that I know about. And she went away this morning. Well, she'll just be gone for a few days to visit her mother. Yes, Laura's devious plan to get Mrs. Olsen out. <laughs> you are my special pencil. <laughs> up, up. It's a number two. <laughs> Ew. I use it on scantron tests, which haven't been invented <laughs> yet. Uh, I'm like, you want a special pencil? Those cost twenty. Those cost two pennies, and that's sixty-five million dollars. Exactly. Anyway. Back in the day, <laughs> today's inflation rate. The way she hits special pencil, like my brain put quotation marks around it. I'd like the special kind, the one that Mrs. Olsen gives me. Which turned it into a code. Oh. Is that the code that, you know, women on the cusp of womanhood, uh, young <laughs> girls on the cusp of womanhood? <laughs> like prairie tampons. <laughs> 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 like 
and a corn husk and some rag. <laughs> it's a potato. <laughs> it's a potato. <laughs> oh god. A special pencil. And I hate to bring it up because it's so childish. It's so childish. And I'm not making fun of the female reproductive system. It's a beautiful, gorgeous thing. And it's it's a natural function. But in this scenario, it's just funny because it keeps yes. coming up in this episode. <laughs> you get imagery later on and you can't not think about Menzies. Yes, it's true. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and it is the truth. And also, back in the 70s, they, they really couldn't say, like, tampons or whatever. It was always like, that time of the month, or you're not so fresh. Like, they, they, they couldn't be graphic. So, special pencil maybe have been, like, something they used on the TV. Like, that would have been a real ad. Like, do you need a special pencil? Oh, a special like, you know? pencil. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it could have been a real commercial. Like, <laughs> it could have been. You play like, special pencil. <laughs> I'm Brenda Picaro. <laughs> I'm Brenda Picaro. <laughs> Exactly. So it, it it could have been I, that that actually does it does track it does track it totally tracks it tracks it's a, it's a running theme of this episode as we'll come in later there's like the, the telltale apron which we'll get to eventually and I I really want to go pop over pop over but there is a little bit of magic in all of this what I got on this last watch through since we're on Carl and we can talk about it now and just get it over with is that Laura silently disses him several times like it's not intentional but if you like if you read that Carl sucks. Yeah. And then you're my best friend, but I really don't like you. That kind of a thing. It's like, you're my best friend because you're the only other person that lives here. <laughs> that kind of a friendship. There's a, there's a part later on where they meet in the graveyard in the middle of the night. We'll get to that. And Carl's there by himself at first. And Laura finally arrives because, boy, am I glad to see you. And she goes, hmm. Exactly. She's not feeling it. <laughs> the proper response would have been, I'm glad to see you too. <laughs> There's a couple of those. We'll get to the rest of them when we get to them because I don't want to take too big a detour. Um, She's not there. No, no special pencils. <laughs> the state, yes, Mrs. Olsen is not there. But the state, the one stagecoach of the day hasn't left yet. This isn't an important scene, but it's amazing in its own right. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Yeah, because he's like, oh, she left to see her mother. And he's like, see, it's true. And she's like, oh, if it's true, she's on the stagecoach. And he's like, yeah, of course. So they walk like two feet to the stagecoach. And there's a woman sitting there. Hello, Carl. Hi, Miss Foster. Is there anything wrong? No, ma'am. Have a good trip. Thank you. And she's like, hello, Carl. And it's Mrs. Foster, who I have no idea who that is either, but she's apparently, we should know her. She doesn't say, hello, Carl. She says, hello, Carl. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's so creepy. Like... <laughs> It was creepy. It was a little bit Mrs. Robinson. It was a little jigsaw. I don't know. It was Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. I think we know what happened to Carl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's in Mrs. Foster's like sex dungeon right now. Like never to be. But now, now Carl's now Carl's convinced. He's like, well, wait a minute. She's not on the stagecoach. Where is she? And he, yeah, and he had said he that lied she was to us. On, yeah, exactly. Carl's now slowly but surely coming around. You know something? I'm scared. I'm scared, Laura. And she's like, mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's about me. Step is about me. But exactly. school, okay, the school bell is ringing. The school bell is ringing, and finally, finally, Nellie Olson and Willie show up. <laughs> yes, it's a little bow. <laughs> Nellie's the bitch and the brains, and Willie's the brawn. He's the yeah. bully. Yeah, yes. they're both awful, and I love them both. Every time they show up, I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah, some that cut the saccharine sweetness of this bullshit yeah, show. Exactly. <laughs> And you're supposed to not like them. You're supposed to be like monstrous children who you never would want to be like. Like, oh, 
they're terrible. Everybody hates them. And of course, like, mm. the gays love them. We love our bad girls. We love our bad girls. We love when the bad girls wins. And, and Nellie, even when she loses, she wins because she's still standing at the end of it. She's still in there. She's still going to be a bitch tomorrow. She never learns a lesson. Yes, exactly. <laughs> But like, oh look, there's Willie, there's there's Nellie and Willie. We gotta go tell them that their mom's dead. Exactly. Killed by your own father, by the way. Like it's yeah. And that's exactly what happens. Like, Willie, Nellie and Willie, I gotta tell you a secret. Nellie, Willie. What do you want? Got something secret to tell you. All right, but hurry. Nellie, you're both so stupid, everybody hates you when your mom's dead. Gotta go into class now. <laughs> bang, ding, 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 no one to be like, bye. I like her bows. <laughs> They're weird. The, pla- they're like, the placement they're like, is weird. The placement is weird. Frankenstein bolts. They're weird. <laughs> Listen, you know nothing about fashion. You know nothing. You know nothing about fashion. <laughs> Those bows cost 10 cents a piece. <laughs> Which is a million dollars by our standards. They're Fabergé bows. Priceless. <laughs> Priceless. Priceless. Priceless bows. Uh, yeah, but they don't, they don't believe her. I don't know how to tell you this, Nelly. Use your mouth. <laughs> That's a good one. Your father cut off your mother's head. <laughs> what? He cut off your mother's head. Your big secret was to tell me some dumb story like that? But it's true. <laughs> Come on, Willie. Tell my mother that when she comes back from grandma's. Damn my eyes. You know, like, even our own children are like, you're stupid. And we hate you anyway. So even if we did believe you, we wouldn't tell you we believe you because you're awful. Okay, so now the kids are at school, and Mr. Olsen, he's like, everybody's away. I got to start up myself. My mother's out of town. The kids are out of school. I'm sucking everyone's dick before everybody gets home. He's got a good time for nails. And he's, <laughs> he's practically in drag, by the way. Earlier on, like when we did during the decapitation scene where we're just hearing Mrs. Olsen's voice, I couldn't remember exactly how this went down. I'm going, I think she's out of town, and he's he's imitating her. That's yeah. him. Being a ventriloquist. I asked for one little trip, and you say we can't afford. I'm like, oh, he's practicing his drag act. Oh my god, that makes total sense. He goes like out of town when she's <laughs> run around and does a drag act as her. <laughs> oh, look at Harriet. Ooh. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All the rage at the follies over in Springfield, wherever the it's fuck the is. Follies. <laughs> but yeah, he's cooking in, in, in his wife's frilly apron. And what happened? And he spills sauce on the apron. Da, da, da. And on the floor as well. So he uses the apron to mop up the sauce that he spilled on the floor. And this apron becomes critical for the rest of the episode. It's proof. It's blood. It's proof. But everything's right at the crotch level. It's not on the side. <laughs> no, it's like... <laughs> Which brings back the special pencil. <laughs> If Nelson had a special pencil, this would never happen. <laughs> We're usually positive here, but this is just fun. It, it's what the it's what the show is giving us. Okay. Yes. No. It's, you can't exactly. watch this and not think about Menzies. No. It, honestly, where the stain was on the apron was very <laughs> strategic. We'll say this wouldn't have happened if he was Kathy Rigby. If Kathy Rigby would have known what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So the kids come home. They're being awful. He he yells at them. I told you to keep out of the candy. Ma said I could. Well, your ma is gone. You, young lady, you get upstairs and do your homework. I did it at school. Me too. Good. And the two of you can set the table for supper. And Martin had said to me at an early point, he's like, he's so mean to them. I said, have you met these children? They're <laughs> monsters. He's all like, oh, set the table. You do this. He's getting so mean to them. And you're like, of course you mean. <laughs> he can't get a word in edgewise when that when his wife's around. 
He has no say in discipline. He wants to beat the shit out of these children. And they're another is. They're his now. But we gotta we gotta eat first and then we're gonna murder you both in your sleep. All right. <laughs> then they find the apron. Right. Right. Nellie finds the apron. And she's like, <gasps> blood. Nellie. Look. What is it? Blood. Laura did say Ma wasn't on the stage and Pa said she was gone. Yeah, and they, they put up, they, they said, wait a minute, she did say she wasn't on the stagecoach, and we didn't see her leave, and she didn't say goodbye. Yeah. Now they believe. They yes. believe. Yes, that their father has killed their mother. And again, don't leave the house running and screaming to the nearest authorities. No, because we got to eat. for dinner. Gotta, <laughs> exactly. Because they're having actual food. Everyone else is actually eating, like, like boiled dirt. Bush <laughs> and boiled dirt. Honey, you're not eating your rock. Do you not like it? Is it too tough? Yes, it's a rock. But It's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're taking my dinner for granted. <laughs> oh, it's a, a rock joke. <laughs> for granted. <laughs> Thank you. Get it? It's like a dad joke, I think. That's a Flintstones joke. <laughs> Flintstones, yes, it is a Flintstones joke. And Marg Rock was like, I'm taking this for granted. <laughs> I ain't going to be a fool. Yeah. I ain't going to be no fool no more. <laughs> okay, we're, we're, off, we're off top. We're off top. I have to cut all this out. One of my favorite things in any movie or any TV show is an awkward family dinner scene, and we got one here. Oh, oh, awkward. Very, very. Poor, poor Nels has been slaving away all day making something fancy in French that he learned from one of his friends <laughs> who's fancy. I don't know, some gay Paris. He was allowed to use butter for the first time. Oh, my God, butter. What? Oh, what? No. <laughs> Yeah, but now the kids aren't, eating, the kids right? aren't eating. They're scared of him, and then they everything finally comes out. He figures out. Oh my God, that's what Laura thinks happened. Oh my God. As a matter of fact, I had a little accident. Spilled sauce all over your mother's best apron. Remind me to rinse it out later. Sauce, boy, am I glad. What? He means he was glad you spilled sauce on it. Oh. Pa, I'll tell you something if you promise not to laugh. I'll try not to. Well, Laura Ingalls, silly Laura, she said that you cut off Ma's head. I was telling him. Why can't I tell him? Laura Ingalls said that? Land sakes. She did see something. That mannequin was sitting in the uh, chair by the window, and I had my sword, and I, uh, well, the mannequin lost its head. It's very embarrassing, but accidents always are. I had no idea that she... Well, I'll have to explain it to her. I'll do it for you, Pa. Well, thank you, Nellie. That's very nice of you. And Nellie hatches an evil plan. A new scheme is born. <laughs> yes. Dun, dun, dun. The wheels crank and the little ringlets turn. And <laughs> and she gets that fucking cat eating the canary grin. Yes. It's like gold, gold, yes. gold. Nothing happens in this scene, except I caught this last time because it happened to stop where I was fast forwarding. It's a scene where Ma's comforting Laura, and it's like the same conversation that we had earlier. Laura, you really don't think that Mr. Olsen would have killed his wife, do you? I'm like, have you met her? Exactly. Have you met her? <laughs> yeah, you want to kill her sometimes. Come on. <laughs> I do, but I'm so fucking high right now. I can barely keep my eyes open. <laughs> I don't even remember your name. Exactly. Child. <laughs> You're the oh. one who talks clearly, so you're not the dumb one. <laughs> exactly. But you're not pretty. It's not the oldest one. You must be the middle child. <laughs> you're not yelling at me. <laughs> exactly. You're not in a state of existential angst, so you're not Mary. <laughs> but there's, but it just gets us into bed so that we can have Nightmare 2. <gasps> Which I think was the scarier of the two. This one, I, I remember this. When you mentioned this episode, this is what popped into my head. It's exactly. 
scene. And I got a ooh, like the, the Willies. Not the Willie Olsen, but the... Uh, the Willie Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> the other Willies. If only. Please continue. Yeah. yeah, so the second nightmare is very scary. You see um, Nels coming in with a big platter, and it's Laura and Carl sitting in his dining room, and um, looking very different than we normally see him. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got old-school silent movie, horror movie makeup on. Yes, like the weird teeth and the Cleopatra eye makeup. <laughs> Smoky eye, like a whore. He's dressed like a whore. Yes, he's doing his drag act. He decided to just add some teeth. Add some um, and he, he puts a giant platter down and he opens it. And there is Mrs. Olsen's head on a plate of potatoes and weenies. <laughs> or boiled eggs or something weird. Potatoes and sausage. I posted a picture of this on Facebook the other day to advertise this episode was coming up. And... Kristen Petty, if you're out there, I love it. She's like, you know what? This is exactly what I love. Because I hated her, and she just, Mrs. Olsen deserved to eat a plate of dicks. <gasps> she deserved to eat a plate of wet dicks. <laughs> these, these were Mr. Olsen's cats. He's like, no. No. <laughs> Too small. Yeah, no. <laughs> Too greasy. No. She's uh, severed head screams, and it's very scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Classic spooky shit. And Laura shit's mm. the best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, she won't go to the outhouse that night. And she's like, gotta go. I'm too afraid, you know. I loved that- all this because immediately, like, the second Laura screams, Mary's like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Laura Ingalls, what's wrong with you? Like, what is it now? <laughs> <laughs> she's so over that sister. She cannot deal. <laughs> they have to share a bed and she's like, I'm so sick of you. <laughs> if you need to go to the outhouse, just go. Well, there are coyotes. I don't just get, whatever. I'm just going to piss next to you, Mary. <laughs> I don't know what happened, Ma. Laura died in her sleep. No one will ever know what happened. Exactly. But it's quiet now. <laughs> I got I got the room to myself. I got the bed to myself. I'm gonna do my own thing. I'm putting my posters up. <laughs> it's my show now. It's my show now. <laughs> Mary's little house in the prairie. <laughs> okay, so over at the Mercantile, we 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 have a visitor. Oh my god! For not for now. Creepy, creep, creep. Thaddeus, the creepy dress doll seller. Like, I mean, that—that's a, a mannequin salesman, a real profession. <laughs> like, is that a real Which, thing? Is that a real profession? <laughs> Back I in mean, the day, I guess they had. I guess they had to sell them somehow, and someone had to go lugging some mannequin around in a suitcase. I feel like he didn't really want to sell it, though. He seemed very attached to it. <laughs> he was like caressing it, like playing with it. You don't get this one. You don't get this one. You get a copy of this one. This one's mine. Yeah, he's this guy. I'll fix this in post. This guy is is legendary queer character actor Milton Parsons, who we just saw in the movie we covered last time in The Cat Creature. He played the creepy mortician. And apparently that's what he made his career doing. He was Dick Tracy villains. And anytime you needed some like goofy, creepy guy, character dude, it was this guy. Man. And he's great. Like the third, the two minutes, he's yeah, he's very creepy. Here you see the latest thing. You can you can move her arms into any position you want. Yeah, the same with the head, legs too. Uh, this one will do everything but talk. How much? And nine dollars and a quarter. But a lot of work goes into one of these beauties. That's mighty high. Yeah, well, I could give you something on the other one I sold you. So long as it's still in good condition. No, no. Uh, I think I might. Uh, I'll probably need both of those. I... Now I'll take it for nine and a quarter. Good enough. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw in one of these heavy cloth bags. 
I usually get 50 cents for him. Oh, thank you, Thaddeus. Yeah, now, now, keep her in here when she's not in the window. Save her from getting chips. My, she, she really is a, a beauty. Yeah, see you in a month. Super creepy. When, whenever they cut to Nels in the scene, the mannequin hand is partially across his face. Ah, like caressing him? <laughs> no. It's like this. <laughs> There's chest. He's got this limp wrist. <laughs> He's oh. he getting red by the mannequin. <laughs> Save it now. <laughs> Charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> Even the name Nels. Like, oh, how you're so Nelly. Like, I mean, like, his name is Nels. Like, <laughs> they named the child Nelly because it took after her father. But even like, is it like a gay thing? Say, oh, you're so Nelly. Like, I mean, like that. Absolutely. I mean, that's like, old school gay. But yeah, absolutely old school gay. Yeah, yeah. Nelly Queens. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So this happens. He buys a new mannequin because now we now we have two. Another one. He needs two. Exactly. Yeah. This one can move though. The other one was a soft one. Was more like a, like a, a dressmaker's dummy. This is a mannequin. For just yes. Her her joints move and everything. But Laura and Carl come sneaking in to see what's going on. How he doesn't know they're there, I don't know, because you know they stank, because everybody stank. I guess like, <laughs> if everybody stank, nobody stanks. Exactly. <laughs> but they come, they come sneaking in, and they see some mannequin bag wackiness. Brilliant. I'm glad I didn't pay for this bag. It's not big enough. Legs, legs are too long. Yeah, I'll just put the legs in something else and keep the rest of her in here. It looks like he's trying to get rid of a body in a bag. Hilarious. Yes. And here's my thing that I got, I got ang- so angry about both times through that I forgot to mention it. Last time we tried to do this, they go running out because they get scared and they break an oil lamp that nobody, gets, nobody pays for. I know, then it must have cost a million dollars. Do you know, how much, do you know how much a lamp like that costs? <laughs> I thought the same thing with these brats. Like, you know, $17 million. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't just see them running down the street. I mean, like, like there's only like, you know, like he had to know it was them. Like, if, if, you, if you, you ran to the door and looked out, there's them running to the schoolhouse. I mean, it was it, those two brats. You know what I mean? Not that Carl kid. He's so boring. Don't he'll tell me some more <laughs> like, boring oh, story. Okay. I'll never get him out here. I'll eat the cost of the lantern. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> deal with Carl. So we're at the schoolyard. This is where we discovered something weird about the schoolyard that no one, no, neither one of us had ever noticed before. What is different? What is unusual about the schoolyard? Uh, the cemetery right next door to the playground. There's a playground right in the middle of the cemetery. <laughs> They sprung up overnight, and Willie's waiting there to to launch this new part of the scheme. What does Willie tell them? He shows them the apron with the blood. It's not first, blood. Not first. Oh. Not a first. Not a first. Oh, oh, he heard digging. He heard digging in the basement of of their house, and they're like, "You have a basement?" It's like, "Yeah, we got a basement," which is kind of a weird, you know. He didn't get a basement, but so, yeah, he heard digging in the basement, and he's afraid to go look and see what's going on down there. That's where Pa stores his apples and pears and drag paraphernalia. <laughs> But first, I gotta tell you what I heard last night. Digging noises almost all last night. Where? From the cellar. I didn't know you had a cellar. Sure, we got a cellar. Under the storeroom, where Pa keeps all his apples and pears. And drag paraphernalia. <laughs> it comes up later that, bar- that, that we, the apples and pears come up a lot, and so do boxes. He's like, I don't wanna go down there, there's lots of boxes. It's a big old cellar. Lots of boxes and stuff down there. Boxes and apples and pears. Oh my! Boxes and <laughs> apples and pears. Oh my! <laughs> I mean, I know there is a hardcore sex toy called the pear that I'm not going to describe, but I'm sure that if, <laughs> if, if, if anyone had one, Mr. Olsen had one. Olsen had, yeah. 
a bushel of them. <laughs> don't Google it. Don't Google it. Just don't. Just don't. It's gross. Yeah, he, he said he hears digging in the cellar, and they're like, "Well, that could have been anything." He's like, "Oh yeah, well, I got stuff. I got something to show you. Here's the bloody apron." Dun, 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 dun. Mama's apron, blood. What did Nellie have to say about that? I didn't tell her, and I'm not gonna. She's your sister. I told her about the digging noises, but she said shut up, or she'd tell Pa. And I don't know what I'd do if she told Pa. What do you want us to do? I tried to go down to the cellar this morning, but I was too scared. Me too. If you two would come down to the cellar with me, maybe we could find out what Pa was doing. Oh, wow, did you tell Nellie? And he's like, I did. And Nellie said, are you there, God? It's me, Nellie Olson. <laughs> she was saying her prayers. Oh. She's a woman now. <laughs> uh, girl, you'll be. Okay. But even with it, even even with even this, with this, all this information, there's still school to go through. And you have a scene with good citizenship, learning how to be a good, good model citizen. Very timely. If a good citizen knows about a crime, he has to tell. That's right. If a citizen is absolutely sure a crime has been committed, then he has an obligation to report it to the proper authorities. My favorite thing about this is that Mary's got no lines in this scene. But she steals it. <laughs> she does. Because A, she's she's throwing side eye, that like hardcore side eye the whole time. And she's wearing her glasses. She looks positively goofy. Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> See, she's almost blind already. Exactly. But it's the same glasses all 70s kids wore. Those like those round wire, like they were the same glass. They, they, yeah, they, it's like the one, the one thing. <laughs> well, only frame and lens crafters was this frame. It's like thousands of them, just that. Like, what do you want to see, honey? Glasses. Here we go. It's like <laughs> the round goofy special. Here you go, honey. It was that or like the tortoise shell ones. That was it. Yeah, the oh, two choices. Yes. Yeah. But they're made of they were made out of plastic, and plastic didn't exist back in the prairie. Yes, true. So it had to be the wire. So the rest of the episode is just Halloween shenanigans. They have to, Willie tells them to come meet them after dark, go wait in the cemetery and I'll put a candle in the window. And that's how, you know. Yeah, it was very wonderful by land too, if I see. Like, <laughs> wait for the lantern in the window. Well, it seems like, to me he lives his life like a candle in the wind. <laughs> so it's spooky stuff with the kids hanging out in the cemetery and scared. Like, oh, at least we have the full moon. Wah, cloud. Womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Willie? Why would he put out the candle? The reason Willie's not putting the candle in the window is because he's hatching his plan with Nellie down the basement. What's their big plan? The big plan is Nellie's going to gonna lead him to the basement. Nellie's there under a sheet. And it's going to be like a scary ghost and moan and, and, and scare the bejesus out of Laura and Carl. And serves them right, those stupid goody two-shoe jerks. And actually, it, does, it really does. It causes a stupid commotion. It really could have been cleared up very easily. But no. Um, <laughs> but then we have a show. Exactly. Willie finally comes out and gets them and they go in. And this is the thing that I noticed. There's, there's nobody, of course, they have to go down in the cellar and they don't want to go because it's scary. And there's boxes and apples and pears. Exactly. And, boxes. <laughs> and they're standing at the trap door forever. Like, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go either. And Carl's like, well, I guess I'll go. Nobody else wants to. Silence. <laughs> yeah, you go, Carl. You're expendable. Yeah, exactly. No one cares. As they get down the basement, more cellar shenanigans. No, 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 I don't see anything. Is it over there? Is it over here? Oh, it's spooky. Oh, it's spider. Whatever. Crap, crap, crap. Yeah. And finally, finally, there's a big reveal. Out pops Nellie's ghost. What was that? I didn't hear nothing. I did. Some kind of mass, maybe. Sounded more like somebody dying. I don't hear 
it now. Gotta look back at them boxes. You wanna go first? Go ahead. We'll all go. <laughs> in the ghost head bows it was really cute it was super cute <laughs> super cute but things are about to get really crazy why are things are about to get crazy what monkey wrench is going to get thrown into this plan mrs olsen comes back early mm-hmm. her mother was like why are you here fuck oh we hate each other we forgot but first my favorite thing is that when carl and laura see the ghost they run up the stairs and then lock willie in the basement with the ghost and then like pile boxes and like crates on top of it to trap him with the ghost They're like sorry willie like every man for himself which is kind of really not not, not very christian of them life's <laughs> tough on the prairie exactly i was like they just like totally left willie didn't grab him take him with them it was like nope bye he's got yeah. apples he's fine and then they they, they see mrs olsen at, at the front door like lighting a match to, to children and then they're hiding thinking she's a ghost and this was actually a scary shot they see her peeking in the window yes I just like bottom lit with like a green light. It's very creepy. She looks like a, a, a monster, honestly. It's a, it's a very scary shot. I remember screaming at that because we don't know she's home yet. That's the way we find out she's home. I'm like, oh my God, and it's just her head. So it could be her severed head. I don't know. All of a sudden she got decapitated somehow on the way home. <laughs> and her head came home by itself. Like, ooh. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm going to bed. I hear there's a dress mannequin that needs one of these. but um, <laughs> And the shenanigans. The kids are running in the house. They hide in the closet. Yes. They hide in the closet. They get scared by the other other mannequin with the scene they stole from the shi- from the not the shining, the haunting with the hand. Like hold my hand, I'm scared. I'm scared. My help if you hold my hand. Why don't you? I don't know what. Hold my hand. I am. Carl gets shit on again. He's like, oh, Laura, I'm really scared. Michelle's at home. So do I. I wish you were home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both well, if you're that. scared, hold my hand. I said, hold my hand. I am holding your hand. Ah, that craziness. Yeah, they run yeah. out. Mrs. Olsen gets fucking creamed. They killed her, by the way. They knock her to the ground and like I give her like a concussion. Like she's unconscious. That's like that's serious shit for a woman her age. <laughs> like, she could have broken a hip or a, you know. Well, of course, Mr. Olsen comes in and is like, oh no, my wife's been hurt. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> we should do yes. something. <laughs> and he's like, where are the kids? Like, oh, they're in the basement. And he's like, what? Well, yeah, the whole everything gets revealed. Oh, what are you doing here? Willie told us you. He asked us to help him. What was all that noise? Well, we thought that this was Mrs. Olsen. Nellie didn't tell you that it was the dressmaker's mannequin that lost its head? It's in there on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Nellie didn't tell us anything. But Willie talked to you. Where is he? In the cellar. I'd appreciate it if you'd tell him I'd like to see him up here right now. Yes, sir. They've been had. So they're going to get blistered. They're yeah, gonna get that a was also a weird thing, blistering child abuse. Casual child abuse. But, you know, that, that is, I mean, they're being real. Yeah, they're being real. They're being, being real. Like that. That's what it was. Because yeah. we didn't like you. We didn't want to have you. And it turned out to be a huge inconvenience. 
So you think, okay, great. Everything's fine. But then there's one last game. Mm-hmm. And you know what I realized this time? Carl comes up with this game. Because <gasps> God forbid we have Laura Ingalls Wilder come up with, with a, a devious plan yes, to right. something awful. That would have been off-brand for her. They're gonna they're gonna get Willie and Nellie back. What are they gonna do? What do they what do they do? So they open the trap door and they roll the dressmaker's head down the steps and they think it's their mother's severed head coming down the stairs. And, and they close the door. And they like, close the door and put boxes up. And Nelly shrieks and screams, and it's hilarious for them. And, and it's, it's hilarious, and, and well deserved. Well, well deserved. deserved. They yes. deserved a little harmless scare. And what's great is that the mannequin, uh, the dressmaker's dummy head, is made up like John Crawford. It's got serious <laughs> eyebrows, like blue eyeshadow. Yes. I'm like, girl, <laughs> dressmaker dearest. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Olsen is using that thing like the Farrah Fawcett beauty salon thing that was just like the head and shoulders thing. You could do her hair and her makeup, that thing. Kids, you kids, old people know what I'm talking about. Yes. And now his work of art made his daughter shit her pants. <laughs> and you got to understand, if you're a rich girl in prairie time, shitting your pants is a big ordeal. It's a lot of layers. A lot of layers. A lot of layers. There's petticoats. There's bloomers. There's bloomers, petticoats, petty pants. Petty pants. Pedal pushers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, pound puppies or <laughs> pedal pushes Polly Pockets <laughs> anything with two P's and you could just take them into the dry cleaner that that dress probably cost $20 which of course is forget about it. I can't even estimate I can't count that eye <laughs> I can't do the math it's just it's just astronomical <laughs> you have to take that thing down you know, you can't, there's no dry cleaner you're going to have to take it out of the river bash against a rock for <laughs> I know exactly for three hours. And you're gonna, you're gonna get, get blistering for shit in your pants anyway, so you're just gonna sit in it for a month just to not get in trouble. <laughs> and you already smelled. It's a pretty normal smell for them. Oh, Ugh. but God forbid we let anybody have Halloween fun. The mo- the show has one last surprise for our for our giddy pair who think they just got away with murder. Luke and uh, Luke, Luke and Laura. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Think of Laura. That's General Hospital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know she'd want it that way. And then suddenly Elizabeth Taylor shows up with the prairie <laughs> and kills one of them. Puts a spell on them. Wow, we are deep diving into nostalgia. But yeah, no, so who's waiting for them on the walk home? The actual headless horseman from the Ichabod Crane story, Sleepy Hollow. And it's scary, actually. It's, it's a full-on horse and a man wearing a long cloak and no head. And the horse, like, gallops up and is like, and then they shit themselves. <laughs> the horse's testicles swinging everywhere, which was really shocking. <laughs> I was not expecting this episode to close on a freeze frame of horse testicles, but here we are. <laughs> The headless horseman shows up for no reason, and I don't care. And I decided it's like it's it's one of Mr. Olson's gay friends showing up for the party. 
that was last night, but he didn't know. But the, the mail takes a long time to get there because you know the Pony Express. The Pony Express. And all, and all his wolf oh. house, all his wolf house is just the gays calling to each other. Oh, because he's sucking every dick in town. <laughs> Today's the day, boys. Today's the day. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> it's like the meat rack of the old days. Exactly. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. In the old days, I was there last summer. I was oh. like, girl, is this going on? Still, anyway, not the point right now. <laughs> Halloween fun. Yes. It's a shit it was, episode. It's still kind of fun. Yes. It's iconic. I, 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 it's one of the, think back to Little House, that, you know, platter with her head on it always comes back to my mind. You know, definitely that. Yeah. It, it's, it's a good one. Worth watching again. I, I was happy to see it again. It made me happy. It made me sad. I laughed. I cried. <laughs> it's better than Shaggy Pants. <laughs> I shot my pants several times. Okay. <laughs> pedal pushers. Smart, 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 smart. I have a question for you. Yes. It's an essay question. Okay. Oh, shoot. Nowadays, the big trend is rebooting TV shows, bringing them back, and giving them a dark, gritty twist. Ooh, yes. Who I would like, you cast like in the dark, the dark tw- gritty re- reboot of The House on the Prairie? Of, oh, what's that, what's that Twilight actress? Kristen Stewart? Okay. She could be Laura. She'd be all like, oh, man, like, this is Olsen's head. Like, no one <laughs> believes me. Like, <laughs> I can see her for sure. I actually I like that. I like that because she's got she's got that like great buy energy to her too. That, that, yes. <laughs> wonderfully needed on the prairie. Kind of tomboyish. Yes, exactly. Kind of tomboyish. She's like I like manly, but I also like Nelly kind of too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the sexual tension we're seeing the whole time. <laughs> okay. All right. I okay. I, we'll go one for one. All right. For me, yes. Nelly Olson. I want to see Lizzo. <gasps> it's about damn time. <laughs> I want the richest people in town to be a black family. I want her yes. to be like lording every, every, every. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, I, yes, I, yes. I got a crystal flute, bitch. I just like a flute, like. My mom's dead. No. Showing up over frillies and farmers. Everyone else is dressed like they're fleeing on a Tefka. She's like, yeah. Yes. I would love it. Yes. That's what we need. We need that. Loud and proud and large and gorgeous and all that stuff. Everyone else is skinny because nobody's eating and they're on meth because exactly. that kind of a little like house. candy. Like, oh, I have all the candy I want. And playing the flute. <laughs> <laughs> it's about that time. <laughs> yes, I am. I, I need that now. <laughs> I'm going to dream about that later. <laughs> I'm also thinking like for Mary, like Michelle Rodriguez, like she might pull out a gun. And any like the one and, from all those car movies, the, uh, yeah, from the car movies and, and Girl Fight and um, um, Resident Evil. Resident Evil, yes. Oh my gosh, isn't she, didn't she have like some legal issues though? Better, even better. She's dangerous, very <laughs> dangerous. Mary's Mary's on the edge. Mary's, <laughs> Mary, Mary's gonna cut somebody, somebody, somebody soon. It's gonna be somebody. We don't know who. It's uh, every episode. Is this gonna be the episode where she snaps? <laughs> <laughs> Kill Shanks, Laura. <laughs> this will be fun. Carrie. Is played by a sack of flowers. <laughs> because, because Carrie died in the meth lab explosion and Ma can't get over it. And Ma's not a well woman. She is not a well woman. She needs, she needs flower sack Carrie. And also the flower sack is telekinetic because Carrie. Why not? Why not? <laughs> it just floats around. Like, closes doors. Sets people on fire every now and then. Exactly. <laughs> Creeper Carrie, Creeper Carrie, you're a bag of flour. I'm on fire. <laughs> and in a perfect world, I want Paul Lynn to be playing Mr. Olsen. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be our little secret, Laura. <laughs> it's the finest Toledo steel. <laughs> Eat your dinner, it's crunchy. 
All right, I think we've done the Monster of Walnut Grove. Yes, yes, we've done it. That was so fun. Thank you for this lovely flight. I I, I enjoyed it. It was smooth. It was wonderful. No turbulence. <laughs> so little technical difficulties, but other than which that, is really amazing. weird because neither one of us know how to fly the plane. We just got up here and hit autopilot because we figured we're, that's all we need to do, right? That's all. That's, we don't have to do anything hey, else. It worked. We got there. <laughs> we we're here. There. We're here. We're safe. And okay, so Martin, tell people how they can get in touch with you or find out more about you and this, your social media info. Oh yes, um, I'm I'm on I'm on uh, Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, just um, yeah, <laughs> Martin McKeown seven, and that's yeah, that's me. it'll all be in your fabulous Scream Queens bio. Yes, yes. And you bio. see my picture I sent. It's me being no, killed by Jason. All right, we have arrived at our final destination, folks. Everybody get off the goddamn plane. Thank you, Martin. This was a hoot. Thank you so much. Let's do this again soon.